welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's Saturday, September 31st. Your favorite show is back, the <laughs> Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Wayne, Dave, I'm flustered today. I got came home from our breakfast production meeting, and I got yelled at. <laughs> and rightfully so. Oh, put up a nice little Ron Johnson for Senate sign in the front yard, and apparently shouldn't have walked on the grass. That's, yeah, that's against the law, you know. Walked in the house, and the boss made me take my shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> while yelling at me yes oh well it's gonna be a better day for everybody else though well let's it, hope so it's college football saturday and tomorrow is nfl sunday fantasy football week four nfl week four college week five yeah they gotta they gotta get that shit organized i can't well you know actually it probably is college week four but Oh, I know, because don't they always start with week zero? They started with week zero. I'm like, what? But then how can they still be a week ahead of us, the pros? That's what I'm saying. It's just confusing. Because when I when I look for games to bet on, I always mix up by taking, I always do college week, and then I do the same as the pros, and it always takes me to last week's stuff. Well, I was doing college. I'm like, I'll win all these. I was doing college, <laughs> and I'm like, all of a sudden I'm noticing I got, um, uh, who did Notre Dame play last week? Uh, they yeah, got, somebody you should have lost to. Yeah, yeah, and uh, North I'm, Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. There you go. And I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, I'm like, didn't they already play? Is that doubleheader? I look and I'm like, wait a minute, this is last week's stuff. I'll get this one right. <laughs> so I'm like, I got like three games in, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm doing last Damn week's it. stuff, <laughs> and I still had the wrong pick. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still picking all the bad. Teams. Well, there's a little foreshadowing for you. We got, <laughs> we got the sports investing coming up, and and I know you're probably. Uh, thinking why? Why should I listen to you guys? You guys can't can pick your nose properly. No, that's true. But it changes this yes. week. This week, I I've changed my whole going forward on this, and um, I noticed you got a lot of stuff you're dipping your toes into. I'm trying some different stuff. The 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 um, Thursday night. Um, yes. Parlay didn't work with nope. the, with the, the same game. Parlay didn't work for hey, me. You needed a Joe Burrow interception. You needed a all the ones that I I sent you the whole list of things that I was yeah. considering, and all the ones that I didn't pick Put, came were, through. Were wonderful, like the tight the tight end, yeah, touchdowns. Like, oh. yeah, why did I take the good ones? Joe Mixon, you know how short you were on that. You were I like know. six yards short on I receiving know. yards. I know. Jalen Waddle, nope, he had a huge a huge catch, but never got into the end zone. Oh, I was listening to the game on the way home. And the first two catch or first two balls thrown to me dropped. I'm like, oh, okay, we're not. This is not. This gonna is go not well. going to be good. Yeah, no. Uh, but today's we got a great show for you. Even without the sports investing, it's going to be a great show. Yes, we have news notes. We have your must starts and don't bothers for week four. We have your sports investing, and we have your fantasy girl. And. Um, I have my frustrations about the guillotine league. Uh-oh. 
I went from the number two score week two to being tied for the guillotine chop on week three. I only survived because I scored five more points overall than the guy below that I was tied with. It's the only thing that kept that blade from slicing my neck. It's a, it's a pendulum. It's it's uh, every every week it's different. I tried to pick up a couple of receivers, got outbid on those. Are we going to talk about the bidding this week? Oh, do you want to? We can. All right, let let's start with that, shall we? Oh, we can. Let me make Justin happy right at the beginning of Hold the show. Hold on, let me let me uh, let me go to it. Um, uh, and then, so the first round of bidding goes through, and one of the cuts from the first round of bidding was Devonta Smith. I'm like, who cut Devonta Smith? Yeah, who did, who did they pick up to get? Oh. To, to I mean, Devonta Smith is having a good year. Yeah, I'm like okay, well. This is the second round. I should be able to get Devonta Smith pretty cheap. So I put a $25 bid on Devonta Smith. Of course, he goes for 39 to one of my arch nemesises. Ne- nemesi. Nemesi. <laughs> one of my nemesi. <laughs> oh, yeah. What did uh, you, you learn? Why isn't it not letting me in? Oh, because I got to put my check name. out the website though while you're doing that cffpodcast.com. All our usual stuff is up there. We got a couple extra bold predictions up there for Wayne, one for Wayne, one for me. We got the updates on the rainbow bets. We have all our sports investing highlights. Have, have I taken over the lead in the rainbow bets yet? No, no. We have we have our help us help you page where I'm gonna, I keep updating our. Uh, top 10 picks at each position. Um, also, something that needs to be read, which became painfully obvious after this week's games, the how to pronounce Polynesian names. Oh, boy. Oh, for the love of God. But that'll be our first story in the news and notes. There's some more teasing. And then, of course, there's the Fantasy Girl page, the longest-running episodic segment of this podcast <laughs> the one page that's been there since the beginning the fantasy girl we have a fantasy girl and i took wayne's advice this week you did yep in in honor of born and raised two weeks ago we have we have a, we have a country singer oh there you go wow how about that there you go no model it it, it this is like earth shattering <laughs> ground shaking <laughs> You know, not hurricane type stuff, <laughs> exactly. but, but you know, it's up there. It's like earthquake. <laughs> yeah. You got questions, comments, concerns, use the mission barbecue email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com. Or you can use the Mountain Dew Spark fan line, 414-520-8249. That's 414-520-8249. If you want to leave a voicemail or a text message, we'll play them and read them on the air and then answer your questions. Very, very not knowledge fully. Is that correct? correct? I believe so. Knowledgefully? No, it's not. No? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, I stalled enough. Oh, I'm on. I'm on. I'm sorry. All right, go for it. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is our little update from the Guillotine League about who went for what and how how the bidding is going and who has what left. There are a lot of... Holy cow. There are a ton of... um, acquisitions yes that was that well, was a lot more today no i mean i'm looking i'm going back to the i think the 27th or no it, what yeah tuesday would be the first 
Thursday would have been the first. Thursday. So it would have been the 29th. Oh, so I'm back to the 27th. Okay, so it's still from the 29th on. There's 25 acquisitions. Shut up. 25 acquisitions. And I'm probably the only one with $300 left. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to stay cheap, and it's meaning I'm not picking anybody up. Mm. Oh, you know, and here's the weird thing. Poop Troop, we were talking about the Devonta Smith yes. thing. Picked up Christian Kirk for $95 and cut Devonta Smith. Yeah. He must have, or he, she, he or she, they. He. He. he uh, must have a loaded team if he's cutting Devonta Smith. But Yeah, to pick up, because Christian Kirk was one of the guys I bid on. I didn't bid $93. No. Which is why he went to Poop Troop. Interesting. Well, so here we go. We got um, Jeffrey Wilson went for $87. Off of one game. Yeah, I mean, that that seems, I mean, they dropped Ty Johnson, so it's not like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I think 90, $87 is a lot of money. Uh, Cam Akers, of course, he had his little breakout. He got picked up for $87. Oh, so apparently MFers, that's their standard Bit amount is eighty seven dollars. Yeah, because he got both Jeffrey Wilson and Cam Akers for eighty seven dollars. Well, he can't have much eighty seven dollars left. No, I would say not because he is the team that that um, did the auto draft. Oh, that's right. Well, good and for he him. Spent a lot of money on Aaron Rodgers. Good for him. Oh. Okay. So there, there were there were the big moves. Um, once you figure out who you need, the, 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 the game is to figure out how much you're willing to spend. And I had been, I had made the, the, the idea of I'm going to wait till after week one because I want to see what prices go for. And I figured, okay, after week one, everybody's going to blow their loads. Their $300 is going to be gone. And what am I going to be able to do? Not much, but you try and make moves. Everybody outbids you, and uh, then I get a chance to pick up a Devonta Smith, and I get pooped on that one by the poop troop. <laughs> it, it's just sad. I don't know what to. I don't know what to do because I need. I need players other than my starting lineup. My bench players are not. They're not playing. Cedric Wilson didn't play. Uh, who else didn't play? To the point where I have. Um, who Hayden? No, who's the who's the tight end for Cincinnati? Thank God he scored a touchdown on Thursday. Oh, um, uh, used to play for Atlanta. Um, not Hayden Hurst. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I'm looking here. <clears throat> excuse me. MFers. Yeah. Besides their two $87 acquisitions, uh, they had a $5 acquisition uh, for Robbie Anderson. Not sure why you want to grab him, but they cut Randall Cobb. Completely understand that. Stop. Uh, and they picked up Jarvis Landry for $5 and uh, dropped. Apparently, at some point, he figured out he didn't have to bet $87 for everybody. And then he bet five dollars for Jarvis Landry and dropped AJ Green. So I, I got to check his bankroll because eighty seven and eighty seven—that's what one hundred seventy four, right? Yeah, yeah. 
he paid a hundred some dollars for Aaron Rodgers, didn't he? I have no idea. He can't have much left. No. Well, but thing is, from going from having a completely disastrous team, we thought he'd be the first team yeah, out. We called him bye week, and <laughs> the, the bye week. He outlasted week bye week. He outlasted me. <laughs> um, I, I said, "Oh, you're so cute." When he said he's gonna he's gonna last a few weeks, like, "Oh, you're so cute." <laughs> um, team Tubbs. Yep. Picked up Marcus Valdez Scantling, not sure why, for dollar twenty-eight. That was a buck twenty-eight. Cut McCole Hardman. Um, apparently, his his number is a dollar twenty-eight because he also picked up Hunter Renfro and cut Byron Pringle. Well, Byron Pringle, as you'll find out in news and notes. Uh oh. IR. Yeah. Uh, Team Herzberg. Yep. Had new three, guy this year. Three pickups. Dollar uh, one, oh one, and oh one. Picked up. Darnell Mooney, probably not a bad call. Drop Bashard Perriman, who cares? Uh, got Marcus Mariota, not really sure why. Well, Mariota. Okay. Help M- us help you. Mariota. Um, <sighs> cut Chase Claypool, which I I don't know. What do I know? I'm out. Um, then picked up <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars defense and cut um, Minnesota. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got Rashad Rashad White, Tampa win, Bay running back. Win right? for, yeah, went for zero. They cut no offense, so no big deal there. Um, then let's see. Keep my team name out of your out your mouth. Oh. Is uh, picked up Devonta Smith for thirty nine yeah. and cut yeah. Christian Watson. Then Christian Watson got picked up by uh, the Drunk Muppets. And they cut Donovan Peoples-Jones again. No big deal. Stompers picked up uh, Justice Hill. I think he had his one game. I think it's he's done. But it was a buck twenty six. Yeah, because isn't J.K. Dobbins coming back? Yeah. So even if he doesn't, you know, right now he will be. And right. Uh, somebody picked up Noah Fant who was cut, but they cut to- Tommy Tremble. <laughs> it's like okay. Don't know if either one of those guys rearranging is the deck chairs on the Titanic. Exactly. So, I mean, there's not a lot of, um, oh, uh, Team Herzberg picked up uh, Darrell Mooney, who, uh, Darn, Darnell Mooney, who also got cut, cut okay. Richard Perriman. So a lot of, um, well, like I said, 25 acquisitions, but nothing, nothing earth-shedding yet. Kareem Hunt got picked up for 3802, cut Michael Carter. Uh, DeAndre Swift got picked up for 45, cut K.J. Osborne. Yeah, how long? I, I don't know how long DeAndre Swift is out for either. Yeah, he they say he may he may be out through week six. That's oh. their bye week. Oh, guy with Jamal Williams in one of my leagues. That's good. He's a good starter. Um, Dylan him softly cut. Um, oh no, they acquired Kyler Murray. Cut Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 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 an upgrade. Uh, that's that's uh, an upgrade right there. Slight upgrade. Yeah, downgrade so in height. Yeah. Upgraded impossible talent. I know that I guess the two the two questionable ones for me are, are uh picking up Christian Kirk for Devonta Smith. That seems a little um especially for ninety five bucks. That's that's I don't know if you're gonna get a value out of that because you're not gonna raise your scoring yeah. a whole lot. That seems a little a little oddballish. But for the most part it's no name guys for no name guys, so not a lot of yeah, there's a few speculative picks, but we we need one of these teams with a lot of good names to be kicked out, so I can actually spend some money. Because 
this is scaring me where one of these weeks it's going to bite me in the ass. Well, or you, you know, this may be the year where holding your money might be the right thing. Cause a lot of guys are spending a lot of money for marginal. Yeah. But the problem, I'm not trying to hold my money. No, no, but I'm just saying it <laughs> week, might, what week one I did, but it, it might, it might work in your favor just because, um, uh, so there's, yeah. there's, there's the guillotine league update. It's time to get into the news. I wanted to start the news with a different story, but we're going to have to start with this one because it's been eaten at my cross since Thursday. Uh-oh. The Miami Dolphins played the Cincinnati Bengals in that shithole stadium of Paul Brown Stadium or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Tua bounced his head off the ground, got a concussion. Thank God Amazon's playing the games now because they could show that replay 147 times. And tell you and tell you what speed his head hit the ground at. Exactly. And- uh, the, the thing that's annoying the piss out of me <laughs> is that they are trying to tie this together with last Sunday's game. Yep. Where he got hit late and hit his head on the ground and got up and stumbled. And they're talking about how the team or Tua or the NFL or the doctors, uh, cheated the system and kept him in the game on Sunday after halftime just to win a game. And they're talking about how we need, we people need to question the doctors about, you know, this is things where you're supposed to question the doctors and what, question what, what they're the, doing. The independent, um, who are no specialist with the NFL, but are brought in by the team. Yeah. Well, no, they're not brought by the team. Yes, they are. Are they? Yes, I they thought are. that it was the the independent doctors for each game are agreed upon by the NFL and the team. They're recommended by the team. Okay, but <laughs> the NFL, the NFL or the team have no say in what the independent doctor says. Oh, of course not. They don't. Of course not. Because because the same doctor is the same doctor for every single game. And oh, what does he get paid? Hmm, a lot of money. So you're telling me that this is you, you believe in this conspiracy theory? Too. Oh, absolutely. So you're saying? Oh, I don't. I don't know this in this particular case. Yeah. But I think it's complete and total bullshit that they're saying. Oh, there's no, no strings. Bullshit. So you're saying that the team is hiring him. That not only is the NFL in on this lie with Tua, the team is oh, in on the lie. Like I said, the I'm, doctors are in on the lie. And Tua is in on the lie. I did not see the Thursday thing, so I can't comment on that. Well, I'm, not, I'm talking about from last Sunday. Oh, my understanding of the last Sunday thing was he had a concussion, but it wasn't a head concussion. It was a spinal concussion. Yeah, he heard his, he his back. So I think, I think this is another example of the idiots in the media. They hear one word. They hear concussion. Mm-hmm. And automatically they run with that. Right. They don't figure out what actually happened. Okay. They're right. just saying, oh, my God, he had a concussion. Nothing to do with his head. The, the thing that's pissing me off is I listened because I had off yesterday for a funeral. So I came home in the afternoon and I'm listening to the talking dumbasses on ESPN on NFL Live talking about how. Wait a minute, on TV or on the radio? On TV. Because I'm, I'm telling you right now, the radio in Milwaukee for sports yeah, is abysmal. Yeah, well. 
It is horrible. <laughs> that, that's why I still have XM, Sirius XM, because even the, the music radio is abysmal. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, the sports show, that's why there's only one station left, I think, in sports. Oh, there's and, two. There's nine, 97.3. Yeah, and that's the game. 94.5. And the only reason they're on the area is because now they have the Brewer game and the Bucks games and the Packer games. Oh, okay. So they're the home for Milwaukee sports. <sighs> Or Wisconsin. Well, didn't didn't I hear um, Gary Ellerson on one of the channels now? I don't know because they all got shit canned, and then no, I, he's on a different channel. I swear to God, I heard something with him. He could have been guesting for all I know, but I I thought I heard him on the show. So now all all these sports talking heads on TV on ESPN and and all these other ones are are telling me that oh this is just pro- we need we need to be questioning this is all. This is all somebody paying off somebody else to get him back in the game, and it's a shame because here it is on Thursday. Now he got another concussion so close together. Like he didn't have a concussion on last Sunday. No, but uh, again, he had he had a concussion, but it wasn't a head concussion. It was a spinal concussion. But we have the same people saying we need to start questioning these doctors and question this and question that. Like these were the same people who less than two years ago when. Um, Kyrie Irving said he wasn't going to get the the uh, the Fauci Ochi. Yeah, was because and he was you questioning mean, all this stuff. You mean he wasn't going to be inoculated? Yeah, uh, immunized, immunized. Yeah, he. They were saying, "Oh, how dare you question the doctors? We're supposed to be following the science. We're supposed to be doing this. Why do you question them? Do they know more than you do. But now we're supposed to question them." Well, it's again, it's it's the race. Every single sports outlet has to race to the next controversy. Yes, and as soon as something other comes up, nobody will give a shit about Tua. Yeah. They'll, they'll move on to the next thing, and eventually, somebody will actually come out and say, "They won't say you're a bunch of fucking morons," yeah. but they are, and they'll say exactly what I just said. He had a concussion. It was. A spinal concussion had nothing to do with his head, and this concussion clearly a head concussion, and they'll deal with it accordingly. And even though I hate the fact that they want to call these guys independent doctors and they're assigned by the freaking teams, which is ridiculous, this is all bargained. This is all in the. Everybody says, "Oh, you know, you got to go by what the what the uh, uh, the, uh, the NFLPA." Yeah. In the collective bargaining agreement. Agreed to. And, well, this is what they agreed to. This is what they agreed to. And on top of that, all you heard about last Sunday, Tua was getting pissed on the sidelines. Yeah. Saying, I don't have a concussion. I hurt my back. Right. I don't know how many times I need to tell you this. I hurt my back. It's not my head. Right. I mean, again, I think there's that one word, everybody hears yeah. concussion, yeah. and they leap to, yeah. and, and the thing is, even after, and I listen, because I listen to the ESPN idiots, um, Max and. Oh, Max Kellerman and. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson and, yeah. and whoever the other guy is. Oh. And they're horrible, but they'll pick up on something and they'll just beat it to death all week long. Like a dog with a bone. Yeah. Like I'm going to be every single day they're talking about saying, and, and it, it is faulty information. It's it's like it's like listening to local sports now, and you have these idiots out there saying, "Well, the Brewers are almost tied with the Phillies." 
Well, if they tie with the Phillies, it doesn't matter. The Phillies still win, you idiots, because it <laughs> it's a tiebreaker. They don't have another game because that they can't do that anymore. That was, again, collectively bargained. Uh-huh. So stop giving me bullshit. You know it's wrong information. Stop giving me wrong information. It just aggravates because I listen, I listen to enough or, you know, look, look up enough stuff to understand what's actually going on. But all these, all these morons, they're just, they have these buzzwords and they just keep running with them until somebody finally slaps them down and says, you're an idiot. They're going to keep doing this. Well, and, and although I just said it's, they're like a dog with a bone to hear one thing and go on. I'm going to be like that one more time because on top of the whole BS about, oh my God, Tua, we got to question these doctors. F and learn how to say his name. Yes. Tunga Viola, Tunga Vialoa, Tunga Volivolia. Like, I'm going to go through this one more time for helping people. Again, it's available on the Help Me, Help Us, Help You page. Is it right under Marcus Mariota? Right. Yeah, it's close to Marcus Mariota. <laughs> on that page, cffpodcast.com. See, I'm 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 the old dog. Once somebody says it in my head five times, yeah. it's in there. Yeah. I, I can't Even help it. Even if you're saying it wrong, it's in yeah, there. It's all. in there. Okay. So, oops, sorry. So that explains a lot. Then. Sorry. It's like, it's in <laughs> it's, there. It's there. All right. In the Polynesian language, they use the same vowels we do. A-E-I-O-U. However, unlike ours on the mainland, where A's have different pronunciations, E's, I's, they all have different pronunciations, the Polynesian language pronounces each vowel only one way. A, A. E A I E O O and U O A A E O U, and in every word, every Isn't vowel. Is that the new quarterback from Maryland? A A E O U. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Talia A A E O U. <laughs> but somewhere they're gonna put an N in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So, um, and then in each word. In each word, every vowel gets pronounced, no matter what. You don't get to add letters. You don't get to add ends where you want to. You don't get to add an N in DJ Uyunglele. It's not Uyunglele. Oh, can, can you not wait until next oh, year when he's in the league? Uh, it's like going to be. <sighs> it's Uyagalele. It's not difficult. It's Tua. Tago Vailoa. It's not Tunga Viola. Tunga Viola. Every vowel gets pronounced. Every vowel gets pronounced only one way. Uh. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. That's right, Homer. You know it. <laughs> and now we move on to this one. Delvin Cook, it's pronounced Delvin Cook. Is it Cook? Not Kunk. <laughs> Cook. Okay. Cook. Okay. He suffered a dislocated <laughs> shoulder last weekend, but the team has hopes that he'll be able to play this weekend when the Vikings travel to England to meet the Saints. Latest word, Delvin Cook has been cleared to play. Yep. He's going to play with the same the same apparatus that he had last year. Yeah. Yeah. He has had huge games against the Saints in both the 2019 and 2020 playoffs, not to mention 
the Steelers on Monday night last year while in the same harness that he's mm-hmm. going to be wearing. Mm-hmm. So with that ending up being the case, you shouldn't be afraid to have Dalvin Cook in you, your you, lineup. You should only be afraid as, as, as much as you are every single time you play <laughs> Dalvin Cook because it's like you never know when he's going to get hurt. You know he's going to get hurt, much like Ed McCaffrey. The, the black version of Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, well, I know he's going to get hurt. I just don't know when. Next up, Mac Jones. He suffered an apparent leg injury. Not even apparent, but we only say apparent because we did see him limp off the field. And it isn't like the Patriots give out any injury information or anything like that. As as Bill Belichick said, what am I, a doctor? <laughs> what, what do I know how to read MRIs? <laughs> what, what am I, a head coach? What am I, a GM? <laughs> NFL Network's insider Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero reported Monday that tests confirmed Jones suffered a pretty severe high ankle sprain, per sources informed of the situation. The current hope is Jones can avoid surgery, which would be the tightrope surgery, they call it. The one that Tua had while he was in his last year at Alabama. Yeah. So they're hoping he can avoid that. He's getting a second opinion that will further clarify his time of return. So don't expect him to suit up this weekend against the Packers. In fact, I would expect to see him out for what, four weeks? That's usually with the high ankle. That's usually yeah. what it is. You know... It it makes me miss the days of Brett Favre playing a yeah. season with a broken thumb. Exactly. And Aaron Rodgers playing a year on a bad knee. I remember the game the game against the Bears where yeah. he went, went opening out, game came right back night, and like, eh. came out after halftime. Yeah. Good thing it wasn't a concussion of that knee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whew. His knee was concussed. When when are there going to be men in this position again? I don't know. No, that's 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 a gone <laughs> way gone by the wayside. Bears running back David Montgomery left his game last week in the first quarter after suffering a knee and ankle injury, as if one wasn't bad enough. Yeah. He is almost surely out this weekend and could even be placed on the IR. Uh, if the injury isn't all that bad, you should expect to see him as a committee back instead of a starting position with Khalil Herbert. He right? actually he had a great game last yes. week. Well, when you're the only guy left and they can't throw the ball. Yeah, they can't. Yeah. Ugh. Speaking of other running backs, DeAndre Swift is going to miss some time with the Lions. He suffered a shoulder sprain that is not expected to require surgery, but is possibly going to land him on the IR, which means four weeks at the least. <laughs> did you did you hear Dan Campbell? No. <laughs> they were asking about this. Um, Swift is out. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown yeah, is out. out. Yeah. There's another wide receiver. I can't remember which other wide receivers out. Um DJ Chark. And he's like, no, Chark, Chark's playing. Hmm. And anyway, he goes, um, well, you know, it's next man up. That's why we got, and he starts listing off the guys. You're like, never heard of him. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> he's just listing all these guys up. I'm like, you could be telling me who your backup, you know, uh, right guard is for God's sakes. I have no idea what you're talking about. Second string punter. He's going to play receiver. <laughs> I have no idea who he's talking about, but I'm like, okay, whatever, Dan. So this news news jumps Jamal Williams to the top of the line's running back list, and that means, what, RB2 potential with upside for Williams? Who, who they, I forget who they're playing this week. They play, Um, it's a good game. Is it, no, not Houston. Detroit plays Seattle. Oh, yeah, I would, I would put him at back end, running yeah. back one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
Giants wide receiver is done for the season after tearing his ACL on Monday Night Football. That's Sterling Shepard. Oh, what? Sterling Shepard's out for the year again? Yeah. Huh. He's played his three games. I guess he's done. Yeah, I mean, it's not like this is surprising news if you're a fantasy GM. No. That's why you don't draft Sterling Shepard. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see. A.J. Green, Sterling Shepard. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. You question Delvin Cook. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I want to go back and look at our our running back rankings, but I'm pretty sure I have Christian McCaffrey way in the bottom of the top ten. <laughs> like, like, who well, is, I, I, everybody's we, saying one or two, one or two, one or two. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. We can look at this. So we have it right here available oh, okay. for us on, on on the website. 2022 fantasy rankings. There we go. Running backs. Christian McCaffrey. You have him at one, two, three, six. So I don't feel bad about that. Yeah. And you got him at I have eight. him at eight. Okay. Right. Currently, well, this was last week. Oh, I'm, this I've, is the week before he's ranked. See, nine. I'm not I'm not changing mine. No, What's, no, we're not. I'm just gonna see how these end up at the end of the season. I'm just kind of keeping a little running list as Oh, the, is this what the the numbers are where they are currently? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's uh it's it's going well. Well, that, you I, know, I that, having, having that number one next to Josh Allen when in, when he's on my team is you know just kind of looks really good. Looks nice. Looks <laughs> nice. Gotta say. Oh, and and you know, as far as our bets go, yes, that that Lamar Jackson number two after three weeks. Yeah, yeah, that, that you know, right there, that that guy that I have it listed at four, number yeah. two. Yeah, and that, you know, for our bet, that's that's really sweet. Why is that? Because I said he wouldn't be top ten. Yeah, well, it's Sweet. only it's only the fourth game of the season. He hasn't been hurt yet. Sweet. Hasn't been hurt yet. Sweet. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, oh wait, wait, wait. Oh. flip back up, flip back up. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. What's yeah, his for number? now. Again, what's his number again? Twenty three. Okay. He's. It's. Uh, I don't have last week's game in there yet, so that's going to be higher than that. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so he's, he's, settle he's, down. he's up to twenty one. Okay. No, he might be in the top twenty. Stop it! <laughs> for now, it's week four. Oh, you know, and and have you have you not heard the talking heads all going ape shit over Russell Wilson? Oh, he's done. He's done. He's cooked. He's cooked. Well, we've like, been saying that for a while. I'm like, you know, it's week three. Just settle down. Relax. Settle down. <laughs> Anyways, back to the Giants. Look for them to leave even more. They're going to be leaning even more on wide receiver Richie James. Who? Yeah. As they look for someone to pick up the weight from Shepard. Kadarius Tony should be coming back from his hamstring injury sometime soon, and he should get the opportunities to take the Sterling Shepard spot in the offense. Yeah, you just take the Sterling Shepard spot in the offense where he gets hurt after two weeks. And, yeah. <laughs> Moving on, word out of Green Bay is that Romeo Dubs is about to be wide receiver one for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. His route running ability and athletic ability makes him the most likely breakout star and lead him to becoming the team's lead receiver. That makes sense. Until that happens, Dub is, Dubs is still viewed as a wide receiver three with big upside potential. And as if they needed more bad news from the receiving core, the Bears have announced. <laughs> <laughs> like it makes a difference. <laughs> That Byron Pringle would be sent to the IR with an injured calf. Normally, news of being of moved to the IR wouldn't be anything major, but when you are the Bears and he is pretty much your number one or number two wide receiver, uh, this is terrible news. Yeah, because you know that that's just one more guy for Justin Herbert. Oh, that's right, doesn't matter. <laughs> he doesn't throw. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> Coach won't call more than nine passing plays. <laughs> so we have a story about a guy who thought the grass would be greener on the other side of the fence. Oh, you want to guess who this is? I'm going to say it's uh, Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Devontae Adams. I was, <laughs> I was actually going to call you and ha- and have you put together what the Green Bay uh, lead receiver, which I think is Ro- Romeo Dubs, I yeah. think he has the most catches against Devontae, Devontae Adams. Ooh. Yeah, then you'll, you'll have all the people saying, you are not comparing Devontae Adams to Romeo Dubs. No, just, we're not. Just showing their numbers. Just putting the numbers side by we're, side. We're just proving what we've been saying. <sighs> Season. What, what, the Derek Carr sucks? <laughs> the season um, the season for the Raiders was bubbling with optimism after the team went and spent money hand over fist on Adams, Carr, Waller, and anybody else I forgot about. Yeah. Um, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Definitely wasn't uh, Jacobs. <laughs> no. Uh, um, now the team is on three. After they got beat 24 to 22 last Sunday by a previously winless and horrible looking Tennessee Titan team. Yeah. When asked how he was feeling after the game, Devontae Adams said, frustrated and angry. Mm. I should have never left Green Bay. Mm. Well, he didn't, I just put that in. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's what he was thinking. That's editorial. You can see the thought bubble. Yeah. <laughs> I expect more. It's not easy to win in this league. We know that. Nobody's naive to the fact that nobody's just going to lay down. Okay. Great grammar, right there. Double negatives. Yeah, nobody's just going to lay down and give you a victory, but at the end of the day, we expect more, and we will do better as we move forward. Well, can't really do worse. So. <laughs> uh, Adam thought it was going to be all peaches and cream if he would just reunite with his college buddy Derek Carr. Well, other than Week One, Adams has been contained to say the least. This past Sunday, he caught a mere five of ten passes. <laughs> For thirty six yards. Well, they don't they have an instant connection? Don't they just go back to what they yeah. were doing in college? Oh my gosh! Like they were practicing during COVID. I, I don't understand. During the off season, why would there be a problem? Well, I'm going to reiterate a couple things that <laughs> I have now said a few times on this podcast. Number one, it isn't the receiver that makes the quarterback; it's the quarterback that makes the receiver. Adams left for greener pastures and is now suffering the ramifications of said move. I mean, look, Rodgers is turning Romeo Dubs into the next Devontae Adams. Fair. And um, what was it? Week one when they had the little the little uh, graphic up in the bottom left corner. I still see it's burning my little eye to this day. Devontae Adams receiving yards. Yeah. Green Bay Packer receiving yards. No, notice they're not doing that anymore? No. Hmm. It stopped. Hmm. They're not. I, <laughs> that lasted a week. <laughs> it lasted, yes. Uh, also remember what happened when Greg Jennings left Rodgers. Yes. What happened when Jordy Nelson left Rodgers? What happened when James Jones left Rodgers? And came back. And came back. <laughs> what happened when Randall Cobb left Rodgers? It wasn't good. Adams is well, going to learn to, this to, to, to be fair, very soon. Cobb with or without Rodgers is oh, good. So. Did you see him last week? Terrible. Amazing. Two catches. Yes, but they were for like more oh, yards oh, than, than Devontae Adams had. Stop it. More yards than Devontae Adams. But not as many touchdowns. That's the problem. What? Uh, how many does Devontae have? Two? Um, I don't know. He had one last week. I don't know. I don't know. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Did he? Yeah. 
Oh. He had two catches and one was a touchdown. <laughs> oh, that was the the week before last. Last week oh, he it? only had he had uh, five catches oh, for thirty six that, yards. That's right. That's right. So I am gonna wonder: Do we make a little bet? Cobbs will have more touchdowns than Devontae. Oh, absolutely. Cobb absolutely. will. No, I, I'm saying Devontae, Devontae will. Yeah. So you want to make that bet? Yeah. Let me look into this. We okay. may have an update for you next week. Okay. <laughs> The second thing we've Offered mentioned. Offered uh, the deal, but doesn't want to close it. Well, I got to talk to my manager. <laughs> Judy. The second thing we mentioned on this podcast a couple times now is this. The Raiders have spent a shit ton of money <laughs> last to finish last in their division and miss the playoffs. That should have been a bold prediction. Hey, speaking of the, um, the Raiders, have you heard uh, rumors that... Um, Gruden may be back. No way, really? As a commentator? I guess if they can hire oh, Urban Myers, they can hire yeah, John Gruden. So. Exactly. So, That'd be great. I know, I'd, he, I'd listen. I thought he was better as a commentator than he, as yeah. a coach. Oh, so he was like, great on Monday Night Football. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd love to see him back. I would like to see him as the Fox number one. Get rid of that oh, Greg Olson. With all these dumbass, you know, Amazon doing mm-hmm. it and somebody else doing something. Tell me there's not a job out there for him? Right. Come on. Which takes us to our must-starts and don't bothers for week four. Are you ready for this? I am fully ready. We are going to start. Let's change it up a little bit and start with the quarterbacks. Okay. Deal? Wait, hold on. Let me just get set. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> must-start quarterback number one for me, Jared Goff. Now, now this won't be much of a strong must-start. Did, did you did you check my list? Did you? Are you got Jared, Jared Goff also? Yeah. Um, now, remember, Amon Ross St. Brown is not going to be playing this weekend. However, they don't need him. DJ Chark is going to be there. <laughs> you still want Goff into a must-start category. Goff only has one game over 18 fantasy points this season, but he's attempted at least 34 passes in every outing, and he is averaging 37.3 passes per game. Oh, there you go. So there's a little betting Oppor- information for you. Check the over-under on pass attempts. A little opportunity. The Seahawks haven't allowed a quarterback to score more than 19 fantasy points a season, but Goff should be the first to crack that threshold. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't that because Seattle is so crappy that <laughs> the teams just can just run, just the, run ball the ball on them? And... Yeah. But he... I, these, are, these are where the stats, you got to kind of take them with a grain of salt. It's like, come on. You can make everything look good, right? <laughs> exactly. Goff is worth a start this weekend. Also, Marcus Mariota. With Miles Garrett most certainly out this weekend for the Browns after his car accident. Did you see his car? They say he may be playing. Oh, really? I don't know how, but apparently they're saying he's maybe He got a, spe- was a speeding or a uh, reckless driving ticket. I, di- I didn't hear what the final thing he got, was. He got some ticket for something. I think it was speeding. I, I What I don't understand is there was nobody around. Well, he, they- he missed. A, he was swerving to miss an animal. No. That's what he said. Yeah. So that's plausible. It's yeah. it's ridiculous, but, but it's you're plausible. You're still going too fast. It's it's a raccoon. Oh, ah. <laughs> no! Don't 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 wreck my Porsche. Just run him over. I'll just roll the Porsche <laughs> yeah, instead. Instead of running over a raccoon, I'll roll my Porsche. Duh. So even with Miles Garrett out or not, he's going to be in pain. Mm-hmm. So either way, I like Mariota. Mariota has yet to score 20 fantasy points this season, but Baker Mayfield and Joe Flacco already accomplished that against the Browns mm. uh, this year. If Garrett is out and with Jadavian Clowney still banged up, Mariota should be fired up as a low-end starter in all leagues. Dan would be proud of you for taking such a lowly-rated 
guy. Well, putting like, him on your mustard you know, list. I know how to do this. I know, yeah, I know. Next guy. I don't yet because I, I still get chastised. But. I, I might be might be ending that though. Oh, okay. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I was going to say, are, are you are you going with uh, Aaron Rodgers? Josh Allen? No. You got Josh Allen on your list? <laughs> no, Trevor Lawrence. He's been playing well in a very surprising Jacksonville offense. This looks to be his big breakout season, and his volume will get it done opposite Jalen Hurts in the Doug Peterson revenge game. Get <laughs> Trevor Lawrence in your lineup. All right, your must starts for quarterbacks. I only have two. I have Jared Goff and I have Trevor Lawrence. That's the only two I really? have. Really? Yeah. So we matched well, it. Well, because I had lots of other guys. But, but they were all, all obvious? Yeah, you know, I mean. All obvious guys? Yeah. As far as no bothers for me, Derek Carr. Oh, by the way, I, I would actually make Aaron Rodgers a must-start this week. Would you? I would. Oh. I can't, but I would. After last week when both of them were supposed to be listed as don't bothers. Yes. Yeah. Derek Carr is my don't bother this week. He's not playing well this season. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yes. In fact... His play could be considered poor. Oh. And the Broncos' pass rush. But let's not be quick to label people, though. <laughs> Broncos' pass rush is not going to make things easier on him at home. My other guy not to bother with this week, just put him on your bench if you can. I can't. I have to play him either way because my backup is not much better. Oh. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Mm. He's been a mediocre fantasy quarterback so far. Please tell me about that. Yeah. Scoring more than nine fantasy points just once, and his disappointing performance in week three at Arizona was frustrating, given the fact that it was era frickin' Zona. 49ers are allowing just 10.9 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, and Stafford is only worth starting in deeper leagues this week, which I guess our guillotine league could be considered deep league since there's 18 teams. 15 yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Your don't bother as a quarterback. My and believe me, I had a list of of six or seven. Yeah, I cut it down to three. Uh, number one, Jacoby Brissett. Oh, enough said. Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> You're not buying the last three games. <laughs> no. he, okay. I, I'm I'm taking him out. I'm not not letting him start for me. Uh, number two, Carson Wentz. Oh. Say the name, you, Carson Wentz. You're, you're going back to his uh, Indianapolis days. I d- don't have to. You just, just not good. Okay. And then my third guy is Marcus Mariota. I don't think that it matters. Really? I don't think it matters who they're playing. I don't think it matters. I just, oh. I think they're going to run the ball. Going to give Cordell Corderell Patterson is second or third in the league in rushing right now. Okay, which is mind-boggling oh, we're gonna make him a wide receiver blah 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 he hasn't caught anything but he's number number two or three in the league in r- rushing it's like okay uh so th- those are my three don't starts but but there there is a plethora of guys uh owen mills uh, uh who else uh, daniel fields. jones justin Fields. i mean you just start running down the list there are a lot of bad quarterbacks out but, there right now. But a Justin Fields and a Daniel Jones are your obvious picks. Correct. So that's why I didn't, because I didn't want Dan to get upset. So that's why I went with the not obvious. Although and, I think Carson Wentz is pretty freaking. And you're talking about Card- Cordero Patterson moves us right to the running back must start. See how I did that? I know. It's called a segue. <laughs> and that's not just that two wheel thing you stand on. And <laughs> we start with Khalil Herbert with Montgomery missing this week's game. Herbert looks to be in line for some big-time workload just like he was when uh, Montgomery left the game last week. 
The Giants were just gashed on the ground by the Cowboys in week three as Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard combined for 28 carries, 178 yards, and a touchdown. And you add in standout interior defensive Leonard lineman Leonard Williams is likely out again. Herbert has top 10 upside this week. Right there. Right there. Damian Pierce is another one of my guys. Finally showed up last week. We're going to be right on this one sooner or later, I assume. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to the well on this one more time. Pierce is by far. Well, once he once he face plants again this week, then you can you can, you can trade him to Damn me. Damn it, I was wrong again. <laughs> he is by far the number one back in Houston, playing 60% of the snaps in the last two weeks. But they still keep running out freaking Rick, Rex Burkhead. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's averaging over 17 carries per game in that span. This week he goes against the Chargers defense that has all of a sudden lost Joey Bosa, and they were getting torched on the ground even when he was playing. Yeah. This should be a big day for Damian Pierce. What exactly have the Bosa brothers ever done? It's like they get all these accolades, but... Well, they look like freaks. Number one, they're 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 always hurt. Number two... And they do the sprinter stance. Ah, there you go. Which I have to hear about every fucking snap. <laughs> Look, he's in his sprinter stance. Yeah, he's always in his sprinter stance. <laughs> and my last must start this week, Brees Hall. Dan's going to love this one. Mm. Last week was the first time that Hall played more snaps than Michael Carter for the Jets. And I think this is a sign of things to come. We'll see what happens with Zach Wilson, who's might be uh, starting this week at quarterback, uh, taking over for Joe Flacco. But this is a good matchup to trust Hall as a number two running back in PPR. The Steelers have allowed a running back to score at least 16 PPR points in every game this year. Dan's going to let my, like my betting segment too. Is he? Yeah. Uh-oh. All right, your must starts at, court, at running back? My must starts at running back. I have James Robinson mm-hmm. for Jacksonville. That other guy, what's his name? Um... Travis Etienne. Um, oh, that guy. Yeah, I mean, CEH the third. Um, yeah, not doing it. James Robinson is the man. He is the old new coaching staff coming in. You're not going to let him play. Yeah, he come off an injury. He's a stud. Okay. Enough said. All right. Um, number two, Jamal Williams. Oh. With DeAndre Swift on the IR for at least a week or so. This guy is going to carry the ball and carry the ball. And, oh, by the way, he's going to carry the ball. He's going to dance in the end zone after every touchdown. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he got a haircut? No. He doesn't have the dreadlocks anymore. I've never seen him without the helmet on. Oh, yeah, he doesn't have the dreadlocks I, anymore. You know, because he used to have that um, that chain that he wore and the yep. glasses. And No, that's Aaron Jones. I thought they both had the thing. I thought they were both doing the same. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, Number three, I actually have four running backs, by the way. Wow. Number number three is Khalil Herbert. Okay. He's going to run all day. Yeah. And number four is the aforementioned Corderell Patterson from Atlanta. I think they're just going to feed him the ball and let him run. <laughs> well, good thing I don't need Marcus Mariota then this week. There you go. Marcus Mariota won't be playing either. <laughs> as far as don't bother running backs, I start with Jeff Wilson. All right. You used him last week. You're welcome. Yes, enough. Yeah. You... <laughs> Well, again, Jeff Wilson, what can we say? Oh, he's got Christian McCaffrey disease. Oh, he's got Delvin Cook disease. Oh, yeah, he's going to get hurt. I mean, let's just face it. He's going to get hurt. He played 73% of the snaps last week for San Francisco. 
Unfortunately, this week's a bad matchup for him. The Rams allowed just 3.8 yards per carry and have only allowed one rushing touchdown on the season. Don't they have that really good defensive lineman? Um, um, uh, is Donnie Aaron or something Don, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Don. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He's not He's not Polynesian, is he? Ooh, maybe. Aaron, yeah, maybe that's why I'm having trouble with the Aaron Donald. Donald. For as good as Wilson has been the past two weeks, he's still only averaged 11.95 fantasy points per game. He's going to need a touchdown to provide anything close to RB2 value, which is something he's not even been able to do against weaker opponents. Don't expect it this week. And in honor of Wayne, my next don't bother, Clyde Edwards E. Lair. <laughs> See, I would think that Dan would say that's the obvious one because every week he's a do not bother. Especially after last week. I, I, I'm done with this guy. Yeah. How in God's wait, name? Wait a minute. Now, he's been in the league for how many years? <laughs> Three. And you're finally done with him. Well, I've been saying since day one. <laughs> since day one. So um, you might want to push that Homer button. I, I don't know. I don't know. Boy. Everyone is stupid except me. Thank you. All right, you were right. <laughs> I, I asked the question, how in God's name do you rush eight times, get a rushing touchdown, and still end up with zero friggin' rush yards? It, 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 I don't think it's possible. Th- th- this is the epitome of touchdown dependent. I, I think I could get a yard. <laughs> you give me just, eight just, cracks at the line. Just fall forward for it, yeah. Give me eight cracks. I think I can get a yard. Oh, my God. The Buccaneers' run defense has again been fantastic, and Tampa has yet to allow a running back to score or gain more than 60 yards, including matchups with Ezekiel Elliott and Aaron Jones. Edward Zelaire is only a flex option at best this week. He's a, just put him on your bench and forget <laughs> it all. I would say trade him, but who the hell is going to trade for him? I mean, come uh, on. Uh, <laughs> Your don't bothers at running back. My don't bothers. Uh, again, a laundry list of possibilities. <laughs> I'm going to go with the entire Buffalo Bills backfield. Oh. That means Singletary, Moss, Moss Cooks. Oh, man. Yeah. All three of them, really? When has any of them done anything? They, they stink on ice. I guess you're right. Uh, your quarterback's going to outrush all of them. So uh, does that tell you there's a problem? Yes, it does. Speaking of rushing quarterbacks, I would also sit Mr. Miles Sanders because, well, he sucks. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Like a Jalen Hurts. In, uh, oh, Devontae Smith, who we talked about, and oh, um, uh, Antonio Brown, or not Antonio Brown, um, uh which Brown? Oh, AJ, from Tennessee, AJ, AJ Brown. Brown, his brother. Yeah, <laughs> Antonio's brother. <laughs> uh, and then my last guy, uh, and I know, I know this. This is hard to believe. Josh Jacobs. What? I know, I know, I know. It's a shocker, but um, something tells me he's not going to be back with the team next year. And well, he's playing like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, what they say at the beginning of the season that the word came out that they were going to run him into the ground because no. they're not going to resign him. What was, oh, dang it. Because they like uh, Zamir White? Yeah, And has he played at all? No. Uh, 
Oh, keep, we love this guy. Keeping well, him fresh. Are you going to play him? <laughs> um, but did, have you heard the new rumors about Jimmy G? No. He's to, not happy. I went, oh, here's the thing. Rumors are that he's sort of tanking it. No way. Because he's upset. Because number one, he's not making any money. He's a starter. Well, what play was it? They showed him walking off the field. And for all the flack that Aaron Rodgers gets for being grumpy old man on the field when things don't go his way. Yeah. Did you see? They like read. Um, oh, this is when he stepped out of the back, the, the end zone. Oh, yeah. The safety. Yeah. He's walking off the field and he goes, I don't like any of these fucking plays. Well, I, I the, the understanding I have is that um, Shanahan, is it Shanahan, right? Yeah. Is not in love with Jimmy G. No. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. Well, obvious. Yeah. And so he's not giving him um, the ability to, you know, he doesn't want him to lose in the game. Right. Well, he's, and he's, they're kind of doing with him what they, what the Browns did with Jay Baker, uh, Jay Baker, Baker Mayfield last yeah. year. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and it's it, it, the, the weird thing for me, what I'm trying to wrap my head around is um, you went to the Super Bowl and, um, who yeah. was your quarterback? Yeah. Um, you almost won the NFC Championship, and, and they're treating the guy like he's like he's some stumble bum. I mean, yeah. I know he's not; he, he's no worse than Kirk Cousins. Well, this this comes up every week. Uh, first things first, you know, it's got Nick Wright who can't stand Jimmy G, and then you have Chris Broussard who doesn't love Jimmy G, but understands. Like he says, all he does is win, 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 no matter what. Right. Like yeah, he doesn't look pretty. I don't care he what doesn't it looks throw like. The best ball, yeah, but he wins games. Yeah, who was who was the ex Vikings uh, quarterback? Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Dink and dunk. Brad Johnson never looked good. Henry Smith, I believe, won a a fantasy football. He won a Cheddar Fantasy Football Championship one year with Brad, Brad Johnson. I think. I, I I I'd rather have a guy that wins than a guy that looks good. Well, and Dan's brother won the championship one year with um, who was the quarterback at Jacksonville? Blake Bortles. Oh. That was that was the anomaly <laughs> season of all. That was with um, Allen Robinson. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun season to watch. I like I said, that's why I said it last week. Frisco is done. Mm-hmm. We move to wide receiver must starts, and we start with my guy Brandon Cooks. He's one of twenty two receivers this season with at least twenty five targets, mm. but he has the fewest receptions with thirteen. Mm. There's a big game coming, and it could happen this week against the Chargers. Last week against the Chargers, the Jaguars had three receivers, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Marvin Jones, all catch touchdowns. This should be Cook's best game of the season. I said that last week with Derek Carr. I was wrong. Remember, he has Owen Mills throwing in the ball. so he, <laughs> Exactly. He, he can paint a pretty picture. <laughs> Devonta Smith, everyone. Over the last two weeks, Devonta has 19 targets for 15 catches. 249 yards and a touchdown. That's that's better than Devontae's, Devontae Adams, isn't it? I, I'll have to look, but I'm pretty sure. They have the uh, wrong yeah. Devontae here, maybe. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, remember, Devontae Adams has his old college quarterback thrown yes. to him. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah, And Devonta Smith co- scored a combined 45 PBR points. He's a must-start fantasy option in any league you are in against the Jaguars who have allowed five receivers to score at least 13 points this season. And finally, Gabriel Davis. I refuse to call him Gabe. 
It's Gabriel. I know. When did that? When did that become this a thing? Season. Ridiculous. This season. Uh, here's some news you'll probably already know. Baltimore's defense is not going to stop the Bills' passing game. Hmm. Hmm. I like Davis to get back on track this week after a down game in Miami. Now is he, is he for sure playing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he uh, still dealing with a sore ankle, but he's expected to play on Sunday. Okay. Baltimore has allowed the most fantasy points to opposing receivers this year, with the Ravens leading all teams with 842 yards allowed to receivers. <laughs> Your must start at receiver. I got I got four. Okay. I have Mr. Drake London now. Oh, with Marcus Mariota. I, I say I, I've already railed on Marcus Mariota, but <laughs> oh, you finally said it right. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> it slipped out. Um, uh, London, I think is is becoming that stud receiver that he's going to be. Okay, and I, it's just happening. It's it's kind of like the the same path as Chase Clay or Chase um, Edmonds or Chase Jamar Chase. Yeah. And uh, I, man, I don't. I don't think it matters who's throwing in the ball. I I just think he's he's going to be an awesome receiver. Okay, uh, Deontay Johnson, Ooh. even with Mitch, Mitch throwing Trubisky. in the well, either Mitch or Pickett, whoever's throwing in the ball, because um, that that controversy has started already. And then I have Marquise Brown, because again, Marquise Brown. I have no idea who that is. He hasn't been visible on his no at all this year. But I he? think I think this is this break, is the one breakout territory. Okay, breakout territory, and then lastly, it takes a little. It's going to take a little math and a little homework on your parts. Okay, I'm saying the Saints wide receivers. Okay, now the problem is, is Michael that, Thomas not playing this week. Okay, for sure. Yep. Okay, so Jarvis Landry and um, Olave, Chris Olave, studs. Really? Gonna be gonna be have so big So I should big get Chris Olavi in my starting lineup, you're saying. I would consider it very strong. Who do I take out? I'm so stacked at receiver. Uh Chase Claypool. I don't have Chase Claypool. Um I have a Romeo Dubs. Nah, you gotta play him. Against New England? I'll I'll look it over. Yeah. We'll see. You got it, you got him? Huh? Okay. All right. Which moves us to the don't bother at receivers. I have two of them as always. Alan Lazard. Yeah, that's right. Alan Lazard. Um, have you seen Dave? <laughs> I'm not saying you're right. I'm saying Alan Lazard. Because well, remember, you're almost in love with Alan Lazard as much as you are with Aaron Rodgers. I Rogers. am in love. The only reason I'm saying he's a, he's a don't bother this week is because he still doesn't look 100 percent after the ankle injury that kept him out of week one. He's the best wide received blocker in the league. Yeah, well, he's not the best wide receiver. You don't need that for a wide receiver nah. one. Well, that's why he's not wide receiver. Then you add to that, you know, Romeo Dubs is now the go-to option for Aaron Rodgers, it looks like. And it yeah, isn't, Aaron suddenly got over his fear of rookie receivers. He never had a fear of rookie receivers. Did you hear? Did you hear? Hey, did, you, did you hear him? No, he, he, he talked about why... He talked about why the rookie receivers don't get a lot of action in the Green Bay, and it has nothing to do with him. Oh, stop it. Remember... Brett Favre was the same exact thing. And just so you know, the the um, the, the doctors on the sideline, they're, they're hired independently by the league. I'm telling you. Stop it. You think about it. Every play, and this is where Aaron Rodgers says the rookies get make the mistakes their first couple of years. Of course. Is when, if they call a play that says, uh, 
RB, whatever it's called, where it's supposed the play is technically supposed to be the running back runs between the tackles. Right. Rogers said in the Green Bay offense, you have to understand that every play can be a pass play. Well, and because that, because he's the quarterback. No, because of the way <laughs> the, the the offense is set up. He said that in the Green Bay offense. Just because it's supposed to be technically the running back running between the things, if the defense sets up a certain way, you know, you need to, well, this is supposed to be a running back. I'm going to, I'm going to Randy Mosses and unsnap my chin strap and just take a couple steps. He says, you got to run it as if it could be a pass play because it could be a pass play. Well, wasn't the, wasn't, I think it was the touchdown to Dobbs. Yeah. Last week was supposed, supposed to, be, to be a run yeah. play. And that's why he said, he says, Dobbs is finally getting it. He's, 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 Spending a lot of time, he sits at his thing, looking at his iPad, looking at the plays, doing the work. He said, Dobbs is getting it. I don't like, I I don't know if you heard the Dobbs interview last week. No. Not a big fan. No? What did he say? He can't, can't, I I think he's trying to be Joe Cool. Yeah. And he's like, you know, um, who was it? Uh, Larry McCarron, I think, was interviewing him. And said, you know, Larry McCarron's, you know, hyper, hyper Packer guy. Oh, you know. yeah. well, wasn't that so cool? You know, it's, it's his pinky. Yeah, it's going to solve But he was asking about catching his first touchdown. You know, hey, wasn't that pretty cool? Blah, blah, blah. And Dobbs is doing everything he can to be Mr. Nonchalant. It's like, oh, you know, it is what it is. I just got it's so fucking monotone. I'm like, yeah. I mean, come enjoy the fucking he, moment. He's a rookie. He'll get to no, some, I, to get I, some I personality. Think, I think he's. I, I think he's taking his cues from his quarterback. Yeah, and he's trying to be even tempered, but it's like he comes off as a douchebag. Well, no. and I like the quarterback. No, I, I don't. Well, definitely like the quarterback. And I don't know if you saw the Justin Herbert or Justin um, Fields okay. interview from the week before. Well, I mean, because I work down by Chicago. Okay. I'm in Pleasant Prairie. That's nearly Chicago. Uh, and Justin Fields came off. That They asked him a question about the was he upset because they lost to the Packers. And, you know, you know, since it's such a it, game has so much more importance because it's a, a, you know, rivalry game and everything. And he, he, come, he comes off and says, um, um, you know, I know what these guys do. They put in the work. Uh, you know, they they come in every day and, and work hard. And, you know, the fans don't work to um, – they don't work for the games on Sunday. Right. Wow. And everybody blew up at him. Because you, you're trying – I mean, I understood what he was trying to say. But, my God, don't they have somebody on the staff that actually knows, you know, I mean, how to teach these guys maybe how to talk? Maybe you shouldn't talk? say this. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't talk. Endear yourself to the fans. Maybe you should say, I'm only here so I don't get fined. <laughs> that seemed to work really well for one particular running back. <laughs> My final don't bother this week, Alan Robinson. He has not looked good in his start with the Rams. That might be that might be the quarterback, though. <laughs> While he scored a touchdown in week two against Atlanta and finished with 15 points uh, PPR, he combined for just six PPR points in his other two outings against Buffalo and Arizona. He's yet to go over 55 receiving yards in a game, and he's maxed out at five targets. Mm. Also, San Francisco is number two in fewest, fanny po- fanny. <laughs> fewest fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. There you go. My don't bothers. Who do you have for receiver don't bothers? 
I have for receiver don't bother. I have Rashad Bateman from Baltimore. Uh, uh, since their quarterback is the can't best, throw the ball. Since their quarterback is the best running quarterback yeah. and number two yeah. rated quarterback in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just don't think he's going to yeah. get a lot of uh, looks this week. Uh, number two are the Jets wide receivers. Pick one doesn't matter any of them. <laughs> but what if what if Zach Wilson? Is oh no, that's why I'm that's why I'm downgrading them automatically. <laughs> if if Zach Wilson is quarterbacking, they're automatically downgrading. Well, these would be. Spending a lot of time looking at all the moms in the stands. <laughs> he may be milf hunting. I don't know. Um, and then my last one is the Patriots wide receivers. Okay. All of them. They're playing the Packers. The Packers are going to blanket them. Uh, Mac Jones, um, whoever is quarterbacking for them, doesn't matter. They're going to stink. All right. Well, there you go. Use this information as you wish. You have about a day or so to get your lineups ready. Yes, you do. There you go. Must starts the don't bothers, which takes us to the next segment, everybody. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I got to warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here as they do at them regular casinos. Now, you might look at the uh, sports investing page on the website, <laughs> cffpodcast.com. Uh, and when I tell you that, yeah, I've cut down my bets a little bit, you might be thinking, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but I have. Um, only five college games this week I bet on. Wow. And uh, again, we'll start with the college because those are going off pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Um, so I have five teams that I bet on. And again, I threw those into a degenerate five-team round robin parlay. <laughs> now we're going to... If this week doesn't work, this is my last week doing this uh, degenerate lot of money being spent on round robins because okay. until I figure this out a little bit, we may have to hold back. My uh, my gambling uh, stock is starting to whittle down. Uh-huh. So we started off with, uh, and this is our reason why you need to start looking at this page before Saturday. Well, with the way the games are going now, you have games on Thursday, you have games yep. on Friday, you have yep. games on Saturday. Yep. And uh, you know, Wayne did put in a Thursday night game parlay, and unless you would have known Hopefully. about that and maybe checked, yeah, you might have bet on it. But you know, it only cost you five bucks, but it didn't come in. But we'll we'll ignore that. But I did have a game going off as as did Wayne last night in college, University of Texas San Antonio minus four versus Middle Tennessee State. Uh, that game came in, so that's one of my five-team round-leg round-robin parlay legs. <laughs> the other four go like this: Oregon minus sixteen versus Stanford. Going with Oregon, okay. My first time this year with my second favorite team, third favorite team. Don't forget Coastal Carolina. Yeah, they're second. Okay, Alabama one, Coastal second, Oregon three. Okay. Oregon has won three straight games in blowout style after they were trounced by Georgia week one. Meanwhile, Stanford owned to both straight up and against the spread when facing FBS competition this year. It lost both Pac-12 matchups by double digits so far this year. So I'm going to take Oregon minus a 16. Normally, Oregon and Stanford is a spanking for Oregon. (laughs) Hopefully that changes this year. Next one, Oklahoma minus five versus TCU. Sooners were upset by Kansas State last week. 
a team that has been very tough on the Sooners recently. But the Sooners have a much better track record against the Horned Frogs. Oklahoma has won eight straight games against TCU, and all but two of those wins have come by more than five points. The last two wins in the series have come by an average of 20 points. So I'm going to go Oklahoma minus the five. My next game, Wisconsin versus Illinois, under 44 and a half. Last week against Ohio State, I'm going to come out and say it because I think a lot of people are afraid to. Wisconsin quit. Mm. Didn't they look like they just quit in that game? Except for except for uh, Braylon Allen. Yeah, well. And a 75 yards. Well, he's got to earn his nil money, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of quitting. It doesn't look good uh, for any team to be a quitter. With that being said, both of these defenses have been pretty stout this year. Wisconsin has surrendered 76 points in total this year. 52 of those were against Ohio State last week. Now, granted, a lot of that is the middle Tennessee, north Texas states of Alabama or whatever it is, but (laughs) um, regardless, of the 52 points that they gave up to Ohio State last week, they've only given up another, what is that, 14? 24 points. Yeah. Illinois has only allowed 32 points in four games this year. I love the under in this matchup. And finally, Oregon State minus 11 versus Utah. Utah and Oregon are built in the very same fashion. Strong offensive line and defensive prowess. But the edge goes to the Utes on quarterback play. Oh, wait. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to take, this should actually be Oregon State plus 11. Did you say Utes? Utes of, of Utah. Utes? Yeah. You two Utes? No, the Utes. They're an Indian <laughs> tribe. Did you not know that? Yes, I know. Okay. I was doing my, my cousin Vinny. This is a mistake. It should be Oregon State plus 11. Okay. Utah. All right. Cameron yes. Rising led the team them to victory, but this is closer than the line of Utah minus 11, so. Uh, Utah State or Oregon State plus 11 versus Utah. Your college games go like what? My college games go like this. <clears throat> I have, um, well, I had my uh, Friday night parlay. Yep. We'll see how that turned out. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to do some individual games, then I got a couple. I'll, I'll, first, I'll give you my same game parlay. Okay. I got North Carolina State plus seven versus Clemson. I also have the over 43 and a half, and I have both teams to score 20 plus points. Okay. Well, you're going to need that for 40 and a half. That's a good one. <laughs> um, and um, I have a five, uh, five team round robin. Okay. Uh, money line parlay. The degenerateness is coming out. San Jose State, Virginia Cavaliers. TCU Horn Frogs, Navy Midshipmen, and the Charlotte 49ers. Wow. All on the money line. Wow. And then um, my individual games, I'll, I'll, we'll just put the individual games up there. I don't have to run through all of them. I got right. a bunch of them. And then I've got also two um, uh, player prop parlays Okay, that I'm going to throw up there. All right. Check those out on the website, cffpodcast.com on the sports investing page. And with that, we move to the NFL. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, The player prop parlays are in the NFL. So. Okay. All right. 
Uh, now in the NFL, um, again, this is going to be my last week of complete degenerateness. Mm. I do have an eight-leg quarterback round-robin parlay. Quarterback round-robin. Okay. Well, in, anytime you say eight-leg round-robin, right there, that just spells degenerate. Yeah. We're going eight, five, four, and three ways. That's 183 bets. For a outlay of nine hundred fifteen dollars, but if every one of these bets comes in, sixteen grand is the payout. Now you need them all to come in. This is what they are: Josh Allen over two hundred eighty-three yards passing, Lamar Jackson over one and a half pass touchdowns, Josh Allen over thirty-eight and a half longest completion, Josh Allen over fifteen and a half longest rush, <laughs> Lamar Jackson over seventeen and a half longest rush. Jalen Hurts, over 252 yards passing. Trevor Lawrence, over one and a half passing touchdowns. And Jalen Hurts, over 14 and a half longest rush. All sound like locks, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're good, they're good bets. <laughs> You've got rushing quarterbacks doing rushing quarterback stuff, so yeah. And then if you want to get into the round robin parlay but don't want to lay out a lot of money... You can always go with my five-team underdog round-robin parlay. Again, it's a $55 bet. All you need is three of these five teams to win, and you're going to double your money. There you go. We're going Baltimore over Buffalo. Okay. Chicago over the Giants. Okay. Seattle over Detroit. Possible. Well, Detroit, Ten- Detroit loses so many close games. <laughs> Tennessee over Indianapolis. No. And Arizona over Carolina. Arizona's... Not a favorite over Carolina? No. That's weird. Yeah. And then that brings us to our my single game bets. And those go like this. We start with Green Bay versus New England. I'm going with the over 39.5 points. Okay. Uh, since this line hit the book, uh, the point total has gone up to 40. Oh. Regardless, the point totals are going lower and lower every week. Um, the Packers are scoring 19 more points per game than expected after adjusting for turnovers with an early down success rate of 45%, which is eighth highest in the league this season. Now, when you whittle all that down, that means they score some points. There you go. It may not look like it, but they're scoring points. (laughs) On the other side, the Patriots have gained the sixth highest net yards per play. And that shouldn't change much, even with Brian Hoyer looking like the next guy up after Mac Jones's injury. I like this game to be a shootout with the over being an easy cover. Next, we have Pittsburgh minus three and a half versus the Jets. I love the Steelers to cover in this game. Both teams are coming off double-digit defeats, but Pittsburgh has the advantage of extra rest since it played last Thursday, and they are at home. The Jets are seven and thirteen against the spread since the start of last season. While Pittsburgh, eh, 9, 10, and 1. Which one you pick? Yeah. Next up, Detroit, minus 4.5 versus Seattle. After ranking 25th in scoring last year, the Lions now rank 2nd this season, and it's primarily due to their success on the ground. Team leads the NFL with 5.9 yards per carry, ranks 2nd with 5 rushing touchdowns, and is 4th with 511 rushing yards. Jared Goff has also been clutch. When have you ever heard the words Jared Goff and clutch? Um, last time he was shifting his motorcycle. <laughs> uh, they both scored 11 touchdowns across 13 red zone trips. That's 84.6 conversion rate, and that ranks third in the league. 
Next, we have Chargers minus five versus Houston. The injury curse might be back for the Chargers, but this screams a get-well game on the roll for Herbert and all of his weapons, namely Austin Eckler. Davis Mills is fading hard as uh, Houston's starting quarterback and Los Angeles defense will be motivated for a strong effort versus the pass. Next, my final one, Arizona over Carolina on the money line and Arizona plus one and a half versus Carolina. We're going to double dip on both those. (laughs) Because you can. (laughs) Don't pay too much attention to the Panthers' last win last week. Their offensive woes around Mayfield continue, including not knowing how to use his weapons well. Even the horrible play by the Cardinals should be enough to win this game outright. And like I said, check out the website. There's a sick game round robin parlay with that. Uh, Figure that out how you want. (laughs) Who do you have in the NFL? Well, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you my games um, off off the air. All right, so you can check those out on the website cffpodcast.com. But I do have um, two player parlays. Okay, I have um, <clears throat> a receiver. Okay, par- a parlay. I have Marvin Jones, Rashad Bateman, uh, Garrett Wilson, Randall Cobb, all under. Their reception totals, okay. and then Adam Thielen over reception or receiving yards receptions. Okay, and then Adam Thielen over his reception total. Okay, and then for my other player parlay, I have Josh Allen over his rushing yards, Matt Ryan under his rushing yards, Matt Ryan to throw an interception, Brees Hall over sixty and a half um, total yards rushing and receiving. Okay, and Jared Goff under twenty three and a half receptions. There you go. So those are my two parlays, and then I'll give you all my games. I'm trying to do uh, um, your six-point teasers. Yeah, I'm going to do my six-point teasers this week and all right. go with that. That's the fun we have for you, people. It may not. It may sound like a lot of degenerate this and there, <laughs> but we're trying to try to cut that down a little bit. Yes. And this is our big week of winning. Well, let's hope so. Because <laughs> remember, it's scare money don't make money. It's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing. And... Don't pay any more you can afford to lose. Right? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Which is why I'm cutting down a little bit. <laughs> so we're going to get into the club and we're going to talk about our country girl, everybody. That's right. It's time for the fantasy girl. Wayne made the suggestion last week. Well, since you were in the... At the Country Music Fest, didn't you uh, have a country girl? No, it's a model. So we we fixed it up this week. We went country singer. And we're going with this one, Kelsey Ballerini. You can check her out on the website, cffpodcast.com, on the Fantasy Girl page. Kelsey Nicole Ballerini, born September 12, 1983. She's an American country music singer. Grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee. She's an only child. She started taking dance lessons at Premier Dance Studio in Seymour, Tennessee when she was three years old and then stopped 10 years later. Seymour. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> she sang in the church and school choirs. She wrote her first song at the age of 12 for her mother and moved to Nashville, Tennessee three years later. She attended Central High School in Knoxville, Tennessee, And while at Central High School, she witnessed the 2008 school shooting, and she still suffers today from PTSD from that. Mm. 
She also attended Centennial High School in Franklin, Tennessee, and then Lipscomb University for two years until she started to pursue her musical career. Ballerini released her first album in 2015. Her second album followed in 2017. She has four number one songs on the country charts. In March 2016, here comes the Hollywood famous Uh situation with relationships. Uh Uh-oh. 2016, she began dating Australian country singer Morgan Evans. They got engaged on Christmas Day 2016 and were married December 2nd, 2017. Uh, Divorce. Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, they got married. Oh. In what? Sorry? 2018, divorced. August 29th, 2022, Ballerini announced that she and Evans were divorcing Mm. last month. Sad. Yeah. Probably a song in that, though. (laughs) Like Taylor Swift. (laughs) That's right. The country music singer-songwriter has green eyes, blonde hair. She stands five foot, six inches tall. Okay. She weighs 119 pounds, wears a size seven shoe, size four dress. Her measurements are, and as always, Wayne likes to start with the waist. I'm going to regret this, but I'm going to say 24. 24 is exactly Ah. correct. I was going to say a little thicker. Oh, moving up to the chest. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 34. Close enough, 33. She wears a 32A. Okay. And hips. I'm going to say 35. Close enough, 34. 33, 24, 34. Kelsey Ballerini, everybody, your fantasy girl of the week. Look at that. Boom. Not even a model. See? You can do it. I can. You can do it. (laughs) What, what what's his name? You can you can you do can it. do it. I don't know. Uh, you can do it. Do it is it? Oh do no, it? No, uh, no. You can do it. Um, it's from Waterboy. I just can't remember what his name is. Oh, oh, I can't remember either. Ah. And she showed me her boobies, and I like them too. <laughs> that's from Waterboy too. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's it for the show, everybody. Like I said, everything's on the website, cffpodcast.com. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode Absolutely. of this show. Um, more news and notes. More must-starts and don't bothers for week five, though. Not for this week. Nah, it can't, it'd kind of be redundant. <laughs> it'd, it'd be easier to yeah, do. Yeah, it'd be a lot easier to do. Yeah. Here's, here's your must-starts and don't bothers for last week. <laughs> yeah. we got. And by the way, we got them all right. <laughs> Uh, questions, comments, concerns, feel free to leave us an email on the C- on the uh, Mission Barbecue email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com, or the Mountain Dew Spark fan line, 414-520-8249. That's it for the show this week, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next week, be good. See ya.